right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Happy Tuesday, Katie. Hey, Monica. Happy Tuesday. How's it going? It's going great. It's a pretty fabulous week with our full strawberry moon. Did you see it yesterday? Yes. I wasn't necessarily paying attention or looking out. And we were on a walk and I got to see it like huge in the sky. Super low right after the sunset. Gorgeous. Oh, man. And then on this Friday is the summer solstice. The longest day of the year. Um... I was going to say something about the moon. I just recently learned, and this is crazy that I never knew this. I learned it about a year ago. The moon rises at the same time that the sun sets on a full moon. And then it changes by one hour every day for approximately 28 days. The cycle, right? The cycle mm-hmm. of the moon is at mm-hmm. 28 days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so are- then... Every day it gets, um, it rises a little bit earlier. That's why sometimes you get to see those beautiful moons at four in the afternoon. Mm. How in the world have I lived all these years and never noticed the schedule of the moon? Yeah. That it was on such a timely and noticeable schedule? Correct. And how do we not notice those same effects in our own bodies? Gosh, no kidding. We ourselves as ladies hosting this podcast, I'm not sure what you are, listener, but we all have hormonal shifts and cycles and seasons of our bodies even Mm -hmm. that if we're tuned in, we might be able to listen to in order to, you know, give more context to our mindset. Yes. And not only just our personal cycle but the cycle of the moon the cycle of the seasons these things are impacting us all the time Mm -hmm. and do we take the time to actually notice you know it's like or are you just kind of going by day by day or paying attention to like the next coming holiday I feel like that so often our our seasons at least western seasons anyway are kind of commercialized with what the upcoming holiday is and it's not necessarily about what the earth is doing or what nature's doing it's kind of just What are we celebrating and what can we spend money on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's even, you know, when you think about the season of winter and you look out at what's what nature is doing, nature is completely slowed down. It's letting go. Things are hibernating. Mm -hmm. The bugs are, are they, are they dead? Are they sleeping? (laughs) Where are they? Where are the bugs? Where are all the bugs? The plants have died, but they'll come back in the springtime. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing? They're hibernating. The plants are really just hibernating also. They're like shrinking back yep. in. And meanwhile, us humans, we're like, let's cram three extremely busy holidays mm-hmm. into like a three and a half week period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what we that. need right now. Let's just boost our spirits Celebrate. in the cold winter seasons. <laughs> With warm activities of community and cheer no stress about it it doesn't have to be though it doesn't have to be that way we'll we'll get to that once our holidays come around we'll be definitely speaking to that but to observe here a more um, natural approach to our changes Mm -hmm. not just what Hobby Lobby is selling in their first row although or Target (laughs) 
I've never perused those sections because <laughs> clearly decorating is not fun or creative and we highly discourage it mm, in all aspects. Yeah. 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 Doesn't set a Gosh, mood. We're or so a curmudgeonly. Theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's I right. Yeah, it probably is. Speaking of the full moon, not to backtrack, but to do that because, yeah. yeah. Um, in the hospital where I worked for many, many years. Many moons? Many you say? moons. The freaking hospital goes off on a full moon. The ER is crammed with accidents. The labor and delivery unit is packed with birth and babies. Or are they birth and mamas? Both. <laughs> Things are happening. Werewolves are coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so like anything could happen. Anything could happen. And I mean, if the moon has the power to pull water to create tides, tides and of course it's going to do that to us humans. We, we are, what did we learn? 70% water ish. Different parts of our body are different amounts mm-hmm, of water. So mm-hmm. the moon is just as likely to affect us as it is the nature that we live with. Yep pulls on our female cycle or mm-hmm. our cycle for sure and it's not just our bodies and nature and whatever that has seasons it's also things we're working on projects work has a certain season our hobbies have season even if you're a if you live in near the mountains you can't do the skiing hobby all year long you're skiing in the winter you're hiking in the summer those hobbies balance out you're still utilizing the mountain but you're doing different things and likewise in our creative work or any other type of work i recently learned about a uh, another model a lot like the model that danny shared with us when he was here the emotional curve of the emotional journey of create creating something great yes yeah. yes so a lot like that this um in fact her name is kate northrup and she has a book called do less for and it's a book kind of inspiring um anyone who's kind of trying to work for themselves and do a lot of things so mm-hmm. she's aiming it at busy moms but I'm not a mom. I'm a busy woman with a poodle, but I definitely could take a few things from her, which one of those is the upward cycle of success. So there's in any project a tendency to be in a downward cycle and maybe of failure, not success necessarily. I hate mm-hmm. to use the word failure. But in those projects or things we're trying to create and bring to fruition, there's inevitably seasons and one season is the emergence of the idea that's the first season that's like the spring of our idea so i'm telling you about it and i'm getting excited and i'm taking my first steps and i'm making the plans and i love that you said coming to fruition and now we're talking about a season in which the fruit is starting to to bud yes the fruit is there indeed. the flower is happening <laughs> And wow. as we move to summer, <laughs> once the summer solstice happens, we'll be officially in summer this coming June 21st. And as the upward cycle of success model goes, that means we're in a project phase of visibility. And so we're also... Um, we're seeing our progress. It's happening. Wait, that's yes. fall? And we're at the most peak energy flow. Like we're bringing the things that we thought about and talked about into fruition. We're blooming. The bud has bloomed now. And it's in this phase of visibility. And it's magnetic and exciting. And people are seeing it. It's yeah. visible. Summer. It's hot. 
Yeah. Hot. So hot right We've, now. I've taken, I've got my bathing suit on. Here I am. I am visible. Exactly. Check me out. Check me out. And then the next phase of something that you're working on is, well, according to Kate Northrup's model, the culmination phase. And it's like the autumn of the idea phase. And that allows time to wind down, slow down, let go and wrap up your details, get things finished, start to turn inward. Maybe if it's a project that you've done very outwardly, maybe you made a big presentation or some big thing you hosted. Maybe this is the analytics phase. You're tucking in and seeing how did it actually do? Where did this project, did I meet the goals that I set in Mm -hmm. my first phase? And then, um, so not forgetting about that post game wrap up. Yeah. This analysis of the what work you've done already. And then we, she moves into winter, which the season is called in the project phase, the fertile void, the fertile void. Cause it may be that you're not actually working on something. The project is done, but you are now fertile for new growth. You are letting something springboard into a new thing mm-hmm. and you're allowing that time to kind of reset Yes, I love those phases. And I I just think it's so great that you can take the example of nature and then put that into so many different things and into a business model and to kind of see how your creative ideas, your artwork, maybe um, the book you've been trying to get out there, all of that has all these phases. And it really does tie into Danny's model because that uh, model does have that beginning and that end, you know, and it's Well, and not even that it's a beginning and an end, but a cycle. Like this fertile void is setting up uh, the fertility for the new idea that will emerge come spring. And that to take, not like your rest is, you know, some people at the end of a project, I feel like get in this anticlimactic funk. For example, after planning a big wedding, maybe something like after that, you're like, okay, now what? Now what do I do? I know Mm -hmm. I need a new project. And you jump right back in, but you're in that fertile void for a minute where you're like, huh. Now what? And and hopefully in that fertile void, you can find, as nature does, the time to reset and give yourself that space and that peace to kind of, you know, let things be mm-hmm. while that next big thing formulates. And like on our cycles, you know, if you're a lady listening to this and you know you're on that week of the flow and you need to take that time to to be slow and to wind down. And when you push yourselves in those times, then you're more likely to lead to fatigue or irritability or some other consequence that nobody wants to be around (laughs) no kidding (laughs) so to give yourself time to be in that phase and not that it makes you less of a person or anything like you're not as productive as you would be no that's part of the phase you're in right now you're not going to judge the dead plant that's currently hibernating underground absolutely you're gonna be like oh i get it it's fucking cold and you need time I'm going to give myself a little bit of space and I'm going to give myself some grace while I let that happen. Yeah. And I'm going to wait because I know that just around the corner spring is coming or my flow is ending and I'm going to enter that super energetic Mm, phase after your flow where you're like, I got all the energy in the world. Mm -hmm. I've got these ideas. Let's make it happen. Back to that bikini. Yes. (laughs) Um, And it is so funny, you know, how just like I don't, I, for so many years, didn't notice the changes in the moon. And so often summer solstice can come and go. And if, you know, you're not looking on your calendar, you might not even notice that here we are, the longest Mm -hmm. sun day, (laughs) the (laughs) The longest longest day day. of the whole year. 
Um, and those things just come and go. And I kind of like to give pause to, to some of those. Because mm-hmm, if we don't recognize them, we might be like, what's going on? Why is it so bright today? <laughs> Why is it still bright? Why am I feeling so sunny? Why do I feel so much more productive today than I did two weeks ago? What was wrong with me two weeks ago? Right. Nothing. Yeah. Honey, you were just in a new moon phase. Yes. Or whatever phase and you, you were in. And you can just go for a walk at 9.15. It's great. Yes. <laughs> Embrace the phase you're in. And yeah, I think it's so easy to go through our life and what, you know, and just seek perfection. And if we don't notice all of these phases, like you were just saying, we can really get down on ourselves for not being the way we were yesterday or last week or last month or in the the winter winter time. Well, especially in the winter when you're, when you're lacking the sunshine, how tough that can be. Why aren't you like, why aren't I like I was in the summertime? Well, duh energy just feels so snuggled up in a sweater 90% of your life but it can be so easy for us to get trapped in that seeking of something perfect Mm -hmm. so with that in mind being imperfect and embracing that imperfection yes embracing the phase that you're in or wherever you are with whatever you've got this idea of wabi-sabi wabi what (laughs) The uh, Japanese philosophy wherein um, things are imperfect and that's just dandy. Excuse me, I thought I was supposed to be perfect at all times and for all phases of my life. Turns out, young lady, you already are. And the thing you need to do is just embrace that. Embrace you- embrace my imperfections? Say what? Yeah, huh? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> so, Katie, did you know that Wabi refers to the kind of beauty found in asymmetrical and uneven or even unbalanced things. Really? Wabi mm-hmm. means imbalanced mm-hmm. and finding beauty in that? Uh-huh. And <gasps> what else? Sabi is the beauty of aged things and it speaks to the impermanence of life through the passage of time. So wabi-sabi, this Japanese worldview Embracing transience, imperfection, and finding the beauty in imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete things. Sounds perfect. I feel like I am an imperfect, impermanent, incomplete being. Mm -hmm. And if I can embrace the beauty in that, that's pretty awesome. I think we'd be ahead of the game if we could just allow that to be okay. I love that those words blended together to make a philosophy of valuing impermanence and imbalance that's so beautiful it really is gosh i i really love to embrace these different japanese words that i know we've done this before with forest bathing shinroku shinroku but wabi sabi how amazing that you can fit all of these ideas into those two little words so wabi-sabi, um, from some reading I did, shows that, or the idea behind it is actually kind of like a mindful approach to everyday life. And I love this. This is from Wikipedia, but I just have to quote it because I love it so much. Things in bud or things in decay, as it were, are more evocative of wabi-sabi than things in full bloom because they suggest the transience of things. As things come and go, they show signs of their coming and going, and these signs are considered to be beautiful. In this, beauty is an altered state of consciousness and can be seen in the mundane, 
and simple. Um, and then something else I was reading made me kind of think that like Wabi Sabi would be observing the brand new newborn and the 98 year old woman not necessarily observing the teenager because the teenager is just living life in the middle but the newborn and the grandmother or elderly would show that transient state transient state in betweener yes i just it just makes me feel lit up thinking about how beautiful that is i love that it reflects the wholeness in imperfection and i've heard that the sanskrit meaning with perfection it's actually purna purna means complete full or entire and so in that way that you are already perfect you are already abundant and you are already satisfied and so you can't take away from that perfection or wholeness i just love that and i feel like that's a full we've like gone full circle full cycle with that we are all in cycles and we are all this imperfect imperfect it's kind of fun to say it that way imperfect hello (laughs) my name is katie and i am imperfect (laughs) you are imperfect i am imperfect we We are are imperfect imperfect. (laughs) wow good stuff well yeah we really went around the whole cycle yes with this one with an imperfect idea in mind, why mm-hmm. don't we get out our notebooks and mm-hmm. have a little writing exercise? You listeners are welcome to join us. Yes, we're going to write. Love if you did. We're going to write some imperfect stories, and you could too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to join us, grab out a notebook, a pen, and a three-minute timer. This week, we will be using Jamie Cat Callen's "The Writer's Toolbox." We're going to give you a couple of prompts based on the sticks. We will have a first sentence. You'll write for three minutes. You will pause us while you write. Come back. You'll listen to the next prompt, which is a non sequitur. And then a third prompt, which is the last straw. At the end of these three prompts, you will have one imperfectly amazing story. And we can't wait to hear yours. One whole story. It's a full story a full story starting with the prompt your first sentence is dad gave me a wink like we were pals or something okay press pause three minutes and for our non sequitur the plane was two hours late press pause three more minutes we'll be right back right we're back with our third and final prompt the last straw is the time he caught a fly ball the time he caught a fly ball Mm -hmm. let's go three more minutes well my story is completely whole and imperfect (laughs) (laughs) and that's how I'm going to give you my story now. I'm excited. Here we are. Dad gave me a wink like we were pals or something. Like he hadn't just grounded me, taken my baseball cards, made me mow the lawn every day, Saturday, ev- made me mow the lawn every Saturday till June, or made me look dumb in front of all my friends. 
Dad, he was always right. And maybe that's why I did it, because I wanted to prove him wrong, just this once. We were sitting in the cell phone waiting lot. The plane was two hours late. Uncle Joey was coming into town to watch me over the summer. Be my guard, more like. Mom and Dad said they couldn't trust me alone over the summer after what I'd done. Uncle Joey was Dad's oldest brother, and he was, like, senile. His breath stunk, and he always looked me... And he always poked me in the stomach and said, What's up, Doc? in the stupidest voice. I hated that. Anyway, Dad had me trapped, and that wink told me he knew it. Dad looked at me and patted my shoulder. Kid, he said, I gotta have I got something I have to tell you. Here it goes, I thought. The lecture. But then he started telling me about that time he caught a fly ball back in seventh grade. <laughs> that had won the game. Then he taught me about, gosh, <clears throat> but then he started telling me about that time he caught a fly ball back in seventh grade, the one that won the game. Like I hadn't heard the story a zillion times before. I wondered where this was going when he finally made a point. Listen, kiddo, he said in his dad voice. What I'm trying to say is in life, you'll have ups and you'll have downs. It's all about attitude, where your head's at. That'll determine... That'll determine how your life turns out. You gotta notice when you're in the, going in the wrong direction and slowly steal yourself back. You gotta pay attention. And for God's sake, don't ever let your mother know when you act up. Especially not on a full moon. I had no idea what he was talking about. But suddenly, I was ready for Uncle Joey to arrive. That really pulled in some threads. That's awesome. I've been kind of trying to avoid that the last few weeks, just out of noticing that I always wrote stories. But this week I'm like, I'm giving in. I don't care. I like it. That was a good story. Thanks. I wonder what what did he or she do? I I wonder the same thing. Hmm. (laughs) Something bad. Yeah. But ha- and I'm big also trouble. trying to figure out how old are they? So what could, like, where were we? That's yeah, so there was a lot of uh, unknowns. As usual. As mm. usual. Well, I also wrote a story about a dad. Let's hear it. I bet your dad winked. He did. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dad gave me a wink, like we were pals or something. It still gave me the creeps, visiting him here at the Smithstown prison. He got locked up for selling illegal birds in the black market when I was just a toddler. My mom had been bringing me to visit him once a month for the past 10 years. He gave me his commissary candy with that awkward wink, and I couldn't help but hear my judgy friend's voices in my head. The plane home was two hours late, so mom scheduled extra visitation today. We were struggling to get through our small talk. He always asked me the same questions. How's school? What's your best subject? Do you have a boyfriend yet? And today is the first time I've had a yes to his last question. For some reason, I'm terrified to tell him. I mean, I hardly know him when I really think about it. I was just about to confess when he started up a story. Have I ever told you why I fell in love with rare birds? (laughs) He had not, and I shook my head no. I was not much older than you out on the baseball field. Outfielder, you know. Had a lot of time staring at the sky. Anyhow, this one game, or practice, hell, I don't remember now, but it was my time to shine as a fly ball was heading my way. 
I reached my glove up to catch that ball, and I was startled to see the most beautiful bird of paradise. I didn't know that at the time, but come to find out years later. <laughs> it was flying overhead, and at the same time my jaw dropped, the ball landed in my glove. The guys were all cheering, but I couldn't get my mind I couldn't get my mind off that damn bird. I was hooked. <laughs> uh that's a real bird, I interrupted. <laughs> Uh, he looked at me with pure disgust. <laughs> Please YouTube it when you get home. <laughs> <That's the end. laughs> I loved that. So I have to tell a story. I was hoping you would. I was thinking that Monica, after she was done writing, she looked up at me and she's like, what's a really exotic bird? So I said, bird of paradise. She said, that's a real bird. So I told her we were going to YouTube the bird of paradise. What you don't know, Monica, is they probably wouldn't be flying over a baseball field. I didn't know the context. They live in a forest, a rainforest. I almost, well, how do you know they weren't playing baseball? They could have been playing baseball in a rainforest on the other side of the world. They could have. Damn, I wish I knew. I feel like know what hemisphere birds of paradise i'm trying to be a bird of paradise expert and i really don't know where they live trying to be an expert (laughs) but they have the most incredible dances and they clean you've probably seen them because you've Mm -hmm. watched the nature shows they're the ones that clean the forest floor and they do those things with their feathers that turn different colors Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's probably like africa maybe maybe but it could be i don't know i I don't know now (laughs) we'll have to look up we'll look it up I wish you could see Katie's face. It's distraught. I'm just disappointed (laughs) with my imperfect knowledge. It's just this phase of your knowledge about birds. We got to Google it. Mm -hmm. You got to Google something every day. A coworker told me that today. You should be Googling something every day. I like that. And you can learn. Keep moving forward. Back in the... The times of yield encyclopedia, I think that that was like one of the things that, you know, go read the encyclopedia. If you want to learn more about stuff, that was your Google. Like you just go pick up an, an Isn't that index crazy? And learn about the words that start with B. That is so crazy to me. It really is. I can't imagine. And the wealth of knowledge we have now. Mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You're great. You're great. Thanks, Thanks for sharing part of your season and phase with me here today, Tuesday, as we've come to know them. Indeed. It's been great. And if you can relate to this discussion and or project phases and or seasonal shifts, welcome to being a human. Yeah. And you should or reach out. you wrote a story. And it's imperfect. We want to hear it. We would love if you sent it to us at KT and M-O-N-I at gmail.com. KT and Moni. And please go and give us a review if you've been liking what you're hearing. Drop us a line. Share us with your friends and your family. Tell others to listen to these two wacky girls. Yeah. Share the love. Right here? Right now. Bye. Bye. Right here, right now.